0: Welcome to Business is Good, the podcast all about what it means to be in business in the 21st century. Small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of the UK economy, and globally they can and will have a huge impact on society, the economy, and how we live our lives. From technology disruption to reworking a solution to solve the world's biggest problem, Business is Good is a podcast about what it takes to be successful and how every business defines that in different ways. Business is no longer just about being defined by what you do, but it's about giving back and redefining the problems and how we solve them in a way that works for you. I'm your host, Caroline Sumners, and I'll be giving you weekly inspirational stories from business owners who are building business and solving problems. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Business is Good podcast. This is your host, Caroline Sumners, and today I am talking to Alex Chisnell, podcaster extraordinaire, host himself of the Screw It, Just Do It podcast, and fellow South Coast Coast of the UK resident, although uh, a few miles down the road from me. But um, in this episode, I'm talking to Alex about starting, um, running, and... um, And and basically getting going with podcasting. Obviously, the the focus of this series is to think about different ways that you can grow your modern business. And podcasting has seen a massive explosion in the last few years. Um, Alex has been um, recording his podcast for um, three years, I think, and also now runs a successful Facebook group called Podpreneur and also is now teaching other people how to... Um, get going with podcasting which is actually how I met Alex um, about um, just over a year ago I guess I attended a one-day course down in Bournemouth with Alex where we talked about how to get going with your podcast what the things that you should do and maybe the things not to do Um, so I had a great chat with Alex about all things podcasting Um, so enjoy. I know when uh, I came to do a course with you about podcasting, you said if you can do the podcast in person. Mm. So what have we done over Zoom? So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
0: are you now at the point where you're literally doing every interview in person?
1: No. So my advice here is to be is to be flexible, which I think you can you can relate to with your experience. Yeah. Which I was listening about in yeah. your last episode. Um, so for example. Um, Rob Moore from the uh, Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast, like number one business podcast in, in the UK. Uh, love him or loathe him. Um, I tried to get Rob on my show before, made a bit of banter on Twitter, then couldn't get in touch with him again. And then funnily enough, his team contacted me um, before Christmas saying, can Rob? can you interview Rob for your show? Which I thought was... Quite an interesting point to be in my podcast journey when people of that ilk reach out to be on my show. And I wanted to meet him in person. Um, For me, you know, the the connection is just that much more powerful when you meet someone in person. um, Automatically, network building, which, you know, I advise everybody to do. My network is just grown exponentially since doing my podcast it you know it's insane um and i really wanted to do that in person but i've had to succumb to both of our schedules um and do it over um do it online um which which is fine um And what I try and do now is, I definitely went from doing all of mine online as a conscious decision, just because I could then reach people from all over the globe and literally do it in an afternoon, record a month's content for interviews, you know, in an afternoon, um, is go to London for a day um, every month and interview a bunch of people because if they're not already in London, it's a pretty easy place to get to for most people, you know, an hour and a half or, or whatever. And likewise, you know, I could get to Manchester, etc. So I do go there again. What I've learned is that people do cancel on you, um, sometimes 30 minutes before you do to meet them in London, naming no names. And um, I will now try to book five or six interviews, knowing that at least one will always cancel and I want to do the same when I go back to the states. Now is yes, stay a couple of nights and um, book a bunch of interviews. And for me, this was always my aim. My aim was to always meet. You know, my my passion is meeting interesting people and telling their stories. Simple as that. And therefore, as I say, the connection is more powerful if I can meet them in person. It expands my network, um, and it's just a fun thing to do. I just like. I just like people. So, you know, it's taken me nearly three years to get to that position to do that. And I, again, I'm not in the position that I could do that every, um, every couple of weeks having just started, you know, a relatively new business off the back of the podcast um, podcast agency. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, you set your goal and you work towards it, don't you? Or you reverse engineer it anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've tried to do as many as I can in person. I guess the thing for me is um most of the people I did for the first series, I, well, not most, maybe 70% I had a previous relationship with. So I asked people that I already knew. Mm-hmm. So when I, so it was kind of okay to do that by Zoom. Yeah. Um, but I did definitely reach out to people I didn't know. And in, most cases they all said yes um <clears throat> only one that I really wanted to do said no um your podcast isn't well established enough really yeah 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 interesting and, and, and was it that... was a company actually it was a company rather than a person
1: and, and was it because they therefore then asked for your statistics for your podcast and you gave them to them and then they went oh, thanks no
0: well actually I hadn't even launched at that point so uh, okay,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. I
0: hadn't even launched so I said oh it's a new podcast um, yeah. this is the theme this is what it's about and it fit perfectly with them as a business I thought and mm-hmm. they were keen but then when they said mm, no it, you know and I, and I get it of
1: yeah. course yeah.
0: So I will try again with that company um probably next series I think. Um, yeah. I definitely will try again. Um and then um actually you no know, one I did last series which I did with Alice um
1: yeah, Reed. And Sophie
0: yeah. from yeah. who you knew coincidentally. What I knew. What which was just bizarre. Pictures. I went, I went to see them, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't know them. I went to see them in Brighton, and I didn't know them previously. But I just love what they were all about. The joy yeah, the love Alice. And so I, I dropped them a message on Instagram and said, yeah. I really love what you're doing. I'm doing this podcast. Do you want to come on it? And they were like, Yeah, absolutely. So I just got on the train up to Brighton, and actually, that was so fun. We just sat in a room for an hour. And it was really good, so I can definitely see the power of doing it in person. Um, yeah. But as you say, trying to get it done when you're also trying to still service clients, like I am from a marketing perspective, is is was quite hard. But I do. My yeah. goal was at this series, I would do more in person. Mm. So far, I haven't done any in person. Oh no, I've done yeah. one in. Per- no, that's not true. I did one on Wednesday, and I've, I've I've done two in person actually, and I'm on recording number five. So actually. I'm doing better and I've got one next week. Um, I mean, I, 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 so I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm getting there with hmm. doing it in person. I
1: mean, the, the other thing is you'll, you'll find or I found is that I then thought I'm running around London like an absolute <laughs> maniac and yes, I thought yeah. I would leave half an hour in between each interview and half an hour isn't enough in London, especially Not, if it happens no. to be, you know, at rush hour. Um, so then I left an hour, but... I'm smoked at the end of the day, you know, leaving London and it's yeah. taken me on average 45 minutes to go from, say, the Olympic Park in Stratford to like Marleybone yeah. is like the same as going from London to bloody Cardiff or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You, <laughs> you know what you need here. to do? You need so to I, I tried start to... a podcasting studio.
1: Funnily enough, that's what <laughs> I, I booked, a, you know, booked a studio, tried to get them to the studio can you get everyone to the studio? No, no, because the people that I'm now, as you say, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of gone up the rungs of the ladder. Yeah. With,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that they want me to come to them and I get it. You know, I'm, I'm interviewing and this again, I'm, I'm not name dropping. I'm just saying, this is how it goes. And this is for the festival of enterprise that I'm interviewing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lord Billamoria, Cobra beer founder. Um, I can't remember the title, but, but something like, um, uh, Look him up, Google him, um, but chairman of the you know CBI, something like that, um, and it's you know a map of the House of Lords saying you will enter via the the peers entrance, and da 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 da. da. And I'm like, okay, he ain't coming to no studio, so it is what it is. And I, you know, my tip is, you know, go with the flow, be flexible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to the office for someone else, another person. Who's not from London but is making the effort to come to London to see me? I will either book a meeting room or probably book a studio. Um, and again, you get you know, you know, you. you it, it depends how much money you pay, the kind of experience you get with the studio, shall we say? But yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you first, I mean, obviously you get people coming to you now. Yeah. But when you first started out, how did you go about getting guests? I mean, was it really a question like I've done of like tap up people, you know, or people who, people of people, you know, and, and then just go from there? Or was there, how did you go about getting people you didn't know at all? I mean, what's what's your top tip? Yeah,
1: so, so you're right. So like now, um, literally every day I will get at least one or two um, messages from either PR agencies or podcast promoters it's what they call themselves. So I guess that's the same thing as like a music promoter or yeah. um, something like that. It's a job, um, wow. um, you know, and, but invariably they get it wrong because they're trying to sell the person or the business, but not the story behind the person or the business. And so nine times out of 10, nothing resonates with me when I read you know they usually attach a press release or a you know blurb of some kind of bio and I just go about it in the wrong way or for me at least anyway I don't want to talk about someone's business yeah I know the story you know what's got them to that point and yes yeah. part of my job as a podcast host is to pull that out but I need something to attract me to that story unless it's like you know here's um the founder of Starbucks or whatever, then I go, okay, boom, you're in, you know. But to start yeah, with- Yeah, it's a bit you know, different, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like I was saying a, a minute ago with, um, and, and likewise your experience on Instagram, when I've had this um, NFL American football player respond to my message on on Instagram, all I've done. This is, a, you know, it's a great example. Is I literally sent because I, was, I didn't have any time and I was doing it to try and get extra interviews while I was in San Fran. I literally messaged everybody on Instagram. But his first thing when he came back to me was, um, "Apologies for not getting back to you sooner, but this is the first time I've looked at my Instagram this year." And again, I guess he's just taken time out and he doesn't post that regularly. When I when I look, you know, he's quite reticent in that regard, and you know, kind of get it with the backstory he's Had he hasn't you know, shared it with a lot of people, but to start with, for me, I, and, and my recommendation again is people, you know, or you, your friend or family has an easy intro to, mm. so I always say start local, then go regional, then go national, then go international. But as a preface to that, I would say write two lists one is top 100 people you would like on your podcast yeah. in the world ever that's still alive, obviously. <laughs> um, reach for the stars kind of kind of stuff. And then another top 100 list of more realistic options that you think, if I needed to record this within the next 30 days, could I get them booked in? Yeah. So, you know, and chip away at both and have – I mean, I did it in a pad of paper to start with but you know have a spreadsheet where you've got something that shows that every quarter you know um, spring summer autumn etc that you contact that person so you let them know that you're there and for me it's been the perseverance and my determination to get people on the show that have got me people on the show. I've got people on my show, the likes of Lewis Howes, Chris Ducker, Pat Flynn, um, John Lee Dumas, you know, a lot of these people from the States, Mm. taking them a year to get back to me. Um, And I've been in touch with the likes of Tim Ferriss and Gary Vaynerchuk, but they haven't come back round, but it's not been for my lack of trying. Um, it's when it suited them, which I'm totally down with totally cool about that, but if you don't keep on, then they're not going to notice you and you know another way is to you know might be a bit obvious, but um, you know follow them on every form of social media that they do see which platform they're more active on um, you know like their stuff more than that share comment, it more Comment, than that, share
0: yeah. comment
1: on it. Absolutely.
0: So it's just the same approach as as if you're trying to sell someone something, isn't it, really? I mean, Yeah, because
1: you're selling yourself, you're selling your show. Yeah. Um, but for me, you make it all about them. Um, you know, I've got a, cl- a client now, again, who's come through, done amazingly well, Jonathan Bowman Perks, Inspiring Leadership Podcast. Um, you know, within two months, within eight weeks, he's top five UK podcast, top 20 in France, Italy, Switzerland, um, all sorts of countries. Amazing. And what he's done really, really well is one, you know, follow, follow the instructions, but he's leveraged his uh, networks. what I do now, again, is every person I have on my show, I will ask them to recommend somebody to interview. And, you know, it's in their interest to give you someone good. They're not going to recommend somebody rubbish because they want to sound a bit important. They want to make out that they're a big, big deal. Um, They want to help you because you've just helped them. So, you know, make it all about them is is my advice. So, you know, this is my platform. And, And now what I've said to Jonathan is, you know, your emails start with top five rated Apple podcast. Yeah. You know, that's a great, you know, that opens... And mine, you know, started with the same thing. But you know, number one, rated a Podcast that open that gets your email opened far more often, or your Instagram message, or your LinkedIn message. For me, I've got most of my stuff from LinkedIn. I'll be honest, um, but that's probably again because my audience hangs yeah. out on LinkedIn. Your audience might hang out on Instagram or might be more.
0: I think it's it's mine's Instagram and um, and LinkedIn actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a question though because you know it's, and it's to do with the kind of like top five and um, and we're we'll talking a minute about your, your when I launched your recommendations for, for how to do it so that you got into the top 20 or whatever it was and I think I got to 22 the week I launched which I was quite yeah. I was quite pleased about yeah. but how do you if you're doing a, if you're doing a series, how do you maintain that? You can't, can you? When you're first starting out. So when I had like when I first launched, and I had ten episodes coming out one week after the other. I kind of kept in the top fifteen, I guess. Yeah. Oh, sorry, top fifty. Um, but then, as soon as you don't have a episode coming out, you kind of seem to you drop down, right? So how do you keep keep that? Or is it just that I I'm not doing enough of check ongoing sharing of the existing episodes, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, good good question. And yeah, congratulations on, on the success of your podcast. I remember seeing it um either 20th or you know around about that like like you mm. say. Um so yeah you partly answered your your own question is that for me you want to repurpose your podcast once you've you've got a series um you want to re- repurpose that so if you think of one episodes in, in isolation. You promote that episode for, for seven days till the next one is, is released, promoted. Um, and there's a bunch of different posts you can you can do around that. For example, if you want to talk about it on LinkedIn, you could pull out um, two or three topics that you you turn into a long form article. Um, you might want to put a picture on Instagram with a quote against the picture of the person you interviewed. You might want to put an audiogram together. um, And for people, that's um, the audio overlaid with images and then subtitles. So you're literally appealing to everybody's senses other than taste or smell. They can't taste or smell your podcast. Not yet. Um, So, I would just say you're going to repurpose that. You're going to go back into your back catalog. So you've got things like hashtag throwback Thursday, hashtag motivation, whatever it might be. Um, You know, this week I'm going to talk about two other subjects that came back from episode one or episode two. And you just turn it into brand new content, you know, put a different title, use different colors, use different typeface, um, different images, different quotes. You could just keep, Spinning that as long as you can. So if you're going to do, say, four series, in I think if you're going to launch one series and stop, then clearly that's a struggle. But mm. if you're going to do four series in a year of uh, four to eight episodes each, that's definitely doable. And supplement that around the other stuff that you're doing, um, then then yeah, that's hundred percent doable.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I, I mean, I have to admit, I've been a bit slack at like promoting it since. And actually, I just just prompted me to go back in and look at like the stats while we were <laughs> yeah. on the phone. And um,
1: because then you, you know, because the, the the way the algorithm works at the moment is that it's it's number of new subscribers, number of new downloads, um, number of new ratings and reviews and you know, there's disagreement in the industry as to whether um, down, new downloads or new ratings and reviews count, but there's a 100% agreement that it's massively weighted on new subscribers, which is, if you think of, a you know, in my space, like a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Rob Moore in the UK, um, they've got you know, millions of followers, downloads. How can you possibly make uh, a splash when you launch your podcast? because it's based on new ones. So myself and these guys constantly trying to get new listeners. If you just keep with your existing audience and tell mm-hmm. your, you know, and build them into an email list and email them every week with, you know, the new episodes and on social, then you're not going to, you know, uh, splash in the charts again. You're going to start going backwards and, and going from, you know, 50 to 150 to 250. Yeah, yeah um it's all based on 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 new ones and, and you know increasing that that community
0: yeah okay well, that's giving me a kick up the pants then isn't it <laughs> I,
1: I did have a look and see how much you'd promoted it on linkedin i was going to go mm, i need to have a word with <laughs> In my research
0: yeah well the thing is i did when i when all the episodes were coming out and then i've been a bit you know, kind of leads us on to the other thing we're talking about offline before we started. I've been a bit rubbish, to be honest, at, 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 at social media over the last month because, likewise, oh, it's just exhausting, isn't it? It is. And, it's, uh,
1: it's, it's all all consuming, and you know, I, 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 people like my brother, who's not on any social media channel, doesn't have his own business. I'm highly jealous of because. <laughs> It adds at least, for me, I've got it down to 45 minutes to create something and put it out on four channels. But, you know, I now have a team that we have regular posts scheduled a month in advance. But you want to be able to be uh, proactive and be able to react to stuff that comes out and actually put something new out if there's, you know, something relevant to your niche that you need to comment on. So, yeah. I've got- back in the game but it's taken me a good month if not two months to actually go okay you need to do this Alex
0: I mean I've just looked at my own Instagram and we're on the 30th of January and I've got nine posts that I've made in January as an example I mean right Talk about do as I say and not do as I do when I talk about it. we're but podcasts. we're always the, you know the I mean? podcast. So that, as an example, and the last time I mentioned the podcast was um, November the 19th.
1: <laughs> Boom, there's your answer.
0: So there's my answer. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. 30th of November was the yeah. last time I mentioned it. Still but your still, answer. You know, <laughs> it's it's not good enough. That's two months ago, so... Yeah. <clears throat> So consistency, yeah. of, uh, consistency of promotion. and I think you're but right. I think
1: the same. When I launched my podcast, I had a really good first year. And then the second year, um, life got busy with um, live events. And my focus shifted because the podcast was established. And I yeah. had, you know, really good interviewees like, you know, Richard Reeve from Innocent, Ray Kelvin from Ted Baker, all these guys. Focus went, when I look back at the stats now, my podcast didn't grow, you know, by 100 or 200, you know, a couple hundred people either way. I didn't lose them, but I didn't gain them. So clearly that showed me all my subscribers stayed the same. And that's why I wasn't charting. And it's not all about charting, of course, but you want to see growth in any area of your life, don't you? Whether that's
0: Yeah, your yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Business, your group of friends, um, your interests. So, yeah, 100%, uh, you know, as you've experienced, the hard work begins when you've launched the podcast. Yeah,
0: and actually, that's been a bit of a bit of a revelation to me because mm-hmm. I, I think when I first met you and I was sort of like saying, which was, I think, this time last year, maybe a little bit later. So I think when I came down to Paul Bournemouth, was it 2019 beginning of then or was it
1: yes it was 2019 yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. so it was beginning 2019 and I and I remember saying at the time that what I was most concerned about was you know just putting myself out there and doing it and I think that's what most people have the worry with right it's bit it's the same with video it's you know it's all of that and it's a bit like oh well who wants to listen to me prattling on you know Mm. Which is why I decided to do an interview-based podcast anyway, because I thought, well, A, it's more interesting, and B, then, it's not about me, it's about guests, right? But the thing I thought I was going to be most worried about was that whole putting myself out there. And once I'd done it, that became actually the easy part. The most difficult part is keeping the consistency and keeping it going and keeping the momentum and I don't know how, and, and I think maybe I took too much of a gap between recording the first series and the second series because I finished recording the first series in probably in end of October, and what we now January, and I probably won't release the second series till well 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 it'll be February because it's the thirtieth of Jan now, and I I don't know if you think there's an optimal time to to how much space you should leave, is there or is it just I don't think it matters if you're someone famous, but if you're not, you know, do do you have a feeling for that, what you should do?
1: Um, No, I agree. If you're famous, um, influencer, whatever you want to call it, then I think any time. What I've noticed from um, helping different brands, different entrepreneurs launch their own podcasts is that, and looking at the stats, is that uh easter and august in general and then christmas um up until boxing day funnily enough are really really quiet times for downloads so you can either look at that i think there's two ways you can look at it either don't launch then because it's really quiet or Mm -hmm. two you can go um, there's an opportunity there. No one else is launching in in that time, so I'm going to launch mine then and make a big song and dance about it. Um, for me, I would I would probably steer clear just because um, I've noticed you, just the downloads drop through the through the floor. And you, you think, hey, people are going on holiday; they're going to have loads of time to listen to podcasts, but they don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I listen to most podcasts when I'm on the train.
1: Yes, snap, no, like me to too, me um, yeah. too.
0: But I've been a bit rubbish i i i uh, listening to business ones. I mean, I've got a couple that I really love um I love mary Portis's podcast um, yes, yeah, love her podcast, I love the way she does it, gets broken up, you know she's a bit of intro of hers, and I didn't uh, obviously i'm no in no way comparing myself to Mary Portis, but you know, she does a bit of intro, doesn't she? Commentary, and then she does interview, and then a little bit at the end. Um, but one of my all-time favourites is the Peter Crouch podcast. I ah,
1: that crazy, that Peter Crouch podcast, yeah, yeah. I
0: love it. I, I think it's just the funniest thing ever. And it isn't all about football. I mean, it is because he's an ex-footballer.
1: Yeah, but, life though, isn't it? But yeah. it isn't,
0: and it's hilarious. And yeah. I often find myself sitting on the train just laughing out loud. It's ridiculous.
1: I was walking through Tesco's yesterday, listening to another one, Andy Frizzella. And I was just like laughing my head off. And I just thought, yeah, people looking at me, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not not crazy. I might look a bit crazy as well. So
0: uh, you've mentioned stats a couple of times. How do you find all those? I mean, I look at the stats for my, I mean, I published my uh, podcast through what was Pippa and is now Acast. So that, Puts it, you put it in one place and then it gets it out to multiple platforms. On your recommendation, I did that. But are you just looking at the stats within your sort of what do we call this? Management? What, what, what do we call one of these platforms? A hosting
1: platform, same hosting. as like a website. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do yeah. you just look at the stats there or is somewhere else? Is there somewhere else that you can look at stats overall?
1: Yeah. So for me, I have that and I also have something called chartable.com Um, on which I can see um, how all of the podcasts I I put all of the podcasts I want to follow in there right? um, and I can see how they're all doing on a daily basis I mean it becomes addictive this stuff unfortunately like like any of it does and you shouldn't pay too much attention to it of course but we do Um, and depending on the platform you're on, which I do need to double check, um, is something called Smart Links. And basically, it will give you a graph uh, daily, monthly, daily, weekly, monthly um, of how many downloads you get and on your platform. And then it will track them using their software and give you um, the stats that they manage to track. And there's invariably more. So I'll give you an example. I had one last week, Uh, it's not any small, but look, uh, Libsyn, my hosting platform, 798 downloads on January the 21st. Um, They've tracked 851, so that's another 60 downloads. But you know, compound that over 365 days, and that could add up to quite a few more. Here's another one, Um, Libsyn 593, January the 29th, yesterday. They've tracked seven hundred and thirty-six, so that's another hundred and forty downloads again. That's thousands and thousands over a year, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, and it gives you the charts for every chart in the world. That's where I got your stats from, funnily enough.
0: Ah, because I was thinking, well, where's he getting them from? Um, I was thinking, I was looking on iTunes, I couldn't see where it was, Um, but that's fine. That's good. I'm gonna be, I you know now, I'm gonna become addicted to that.
1: Oh, sorry, I've told you about that. That's
0: okay. No, it's good, because actually I can see um, when I release a second series, hopefully in about two weeks' time, I'm saying that. I haven't got any of the episodes off to the... Uh, um, uh, Producer. ...editor yet, so he's going to be cursing me. Um, anyway, okay, uh, yes, You, we have to wrap up because I know we were late starting because we had a technical problem.
1: Always a technical problem, <laughs> I have to say. Oh.
0: Um... But good insights. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I appreciate your guidance and help in getting the podcast to where it is right now.
1: No problem. I love seeing people um, launch successful podcasts, and you know, find their voice. Which you know, I'm you know sure you've gotten more confident over each episode. Um, yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. A bit more about yourself. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's what it's all about, I think, you know, finding finding your voice, sharing your message or using your platform to share other stories from other people that inspire and, and motivate you or, you know, make a difference to you. Like you said, when you met Alice and Sophie, so um, it does make a difference. And, you know, uh, as I say, you know, take those tips, um, take those lists of who you want in your podcast and just regularly review, same as you'd review the stats that I just mentioned, review who you've contacted and when, and just keep knocking on the door.
0: Keep prodding them, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I hope you enjoyed that um, that episode and that chat with Alex. Um, Alex really is inspirational in, in how he's managed to get momentum with his podcast. I hope that gave you some insights of... Um, of your own in order to get going with podcasting if that's what you're thinking about and using podcasting to build a good business and build a modern business that's it from today from me for from business is good but i hope to see you next week and um yeah thanks for tuning in Tune in next week where I have more inspirational stories talking about moving your business beyond what it is and moving it more towards what you're in business for, what's important and doing good and changing the way things should be done.